Well, if you have your Bibles with you or whatever device you may be reading the scriptures with, I want to invite you to turn to Proverbs chapter 1. As Rodney mentioned, Pastor Rodney mentioned, we're beginning a series today entitled, Well Advised. Uh, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like a father-son, father-daughter lecture. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, but it's from your heavenly Father, and so I'm just I'm just uh, sharing with you what He wants you to hear, and it's always good to uh, to receive good advice. You know, it's uh, the well advised that that uh, succeed in life. It's it's uh, it's it's those of us that pay attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking, to what the Word of God has instructed us in, then also receiving wisdom. From above, the Bible speaks of two different types of wisdom, specifically in James chapter 3 when he talks about uh, heavenly wisdom, uh, contrasting that with earthly wisdom. At one point, he even calls it demonic. So we're going to be looking into the Word of God. Obviously, the main text is going to be from Proverbs. So if you'll turn to Proverbs chapter 1, the very book of wisdom. And I think it's good for us just to continue to be reminded of some of the basic fundamental truths uh, concerning wisdom, concerning uh, the application application of God's Word to our lives. My observation in life, and I've, I've always been a student by observing. Ever, I can remember as a child growing up on the farm, a Mennonite family, and, and just constantly observing, making observation, and just, you know, just making analysis and just checking things out and reasoning things and thinking, okay, this, this doesn't make any sense or this, 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 this is obviously this is wisdom and this may not be wisdom. And even looking at life in general, looking at people that as, as someone that you, you, you want to follow their patterns of life and compared to other people that you might not want to follow their patterns in life. And I'm not just talking about Christian versus non-Christian. I'm talking about a lot of Christians' lives that uh, were not worthy patterning. And, it's like, and, and, and sometimes it would be confusing to me because, of course, as a young child, always I had the assumption that as you get older, you become wiser. It's automatic. And, and that was probably my first awakening, you know, when my brain was finally formed when I turned 25 or something like that. It's probably one of my first revelations was that older does not mean wiser because I began to run into people and, and hear things and experience things from older people that certainly were not the wisdom of God. And so it's always intrigued me as, as to uh, how there can be such a disparity and, and, and such a contrast between Two people, both of them proclaiming to be followers of Jesus Christ, and, and then also contrasting Christians with non-Christians, and it just the scenarios just they're unending. So, uh, so I want to encourage you just to open up and be receptive to what the Spirit may be uh, speaking to you about, and some uh, decisions you can be uh, making that may be better than the ones you have been making, and, and just just know that uh, God has your best interests at heart. He has your best interest at heart. So let's begin by reading here in, in Proverbs chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. I'm going to read the first seven verses. So these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. Now don't, don't check out now because of that word discipline. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. And we can learn the insights of wise people. We can learn from one another. Their purpose, verse 3, their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, 
to help them do what is right, what is just, what is fair or equitable. These proverbs will give insights to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So if you're watching online, you were thinking about, well, I don't think I'm going to like this message too much. I hope verse 7 just changed your mind because it says, fools despise wisdom and discipline. And those of you that are here, you're not checking out on me. If you're checking out on me, and I want everyone to just take a moment and look around and give everyone a, a, a social distance hello and take, take a good observation as to who's here because if they decide they're not coming back next week, <laughs> verse 7 just may be applicable. Well, you know, I really don't like that wisdom and discipline stuff. <laughs> well, you just have identified yourself, and I'll let, the, I'll let the word speak for itself. So, wisdom and discipline, and how we can observe, and we can learn, and, and, and receive understanding of the ways of wise people, and we are being taught how to do what is right. We're always being taught how to do what is just, and to do that which is equitable. Then in Proverbs chapter 13, there's a few verses I'd like to draw your attention to. 13 and verse 10. Proverbs 13, verse 10. Then we're also going to look at verse 13 and 14. In verse 10, it says, pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Those who take advice are wise people. So we want to be considered to be wise men and women. We want to be wise followers of Jesus Christ. And so we, we will continue to, to, uh, to be following after him. Then in verse 13, it says, people who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. Then verse 14, the instruction of the wise is like life it's like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death. I mean, right, right then, that, that, should sell, that, that should convince us right there. We need to lock in here because it's telling us that those who accept wisdom, those who, ex those who accept uh, uh, life-giving instruction, it says that we avoid the snares of death. Avoiding the snares of death. Now, one more proverb, uh, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3 introducing this to you. We'll come back to some more and, and backtrack over some of them. But in chapter 22 and verse 3, it, it reads like this. It says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. Now, the word prudent there can be, it's, it's the same word as being a wise person. So a wise person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Again, Reemphasizing the importance of being well advised. A well advised person understands the importance of being open to continual instruction and discipline, avoiding the snares of death. A well advised person understands that all of our lives is connected. All of your life is connected. You know, a wise person is a person that's aware of the cause and effect relationship between what he or she is choosing today and what he or she will be experiencing tomorrow. Life is connected. Everyone say, life is connected. In contrast, the ill-advised person lives 
as though life is disconnected. Now listen to, listen to this carefully. The ill-advised person lives as though life is disconnected, as though it is disconnected, as though there is no connection between today's choices and tomorrow's experiences. They don't see the connection between the very first cigarette as a teenager and emphysema when they're older. They don't see that connection. And I want you to notice that it says ill-advised live as if life is, the ill-advised live as if their life is disconnected. Now, the ill-advised person doesn't necessarily believe that to be the truth. They don't believe that to be so. When you ask a person, do you, do, do you believe there is a connection between the choices you make today and what you will experience in the future, almost everyone you ask that question to will say, absolutely yes. The choices I make today will determine what I experience in the future. They believe that, and they, they will most, most, I don't know if I've ever asked this question of anyone. They said, no, I don't believe that. People believe that. So my point is this, when we're talking about being well-advised, it's not that we don't believe life is connected, but we don't live as if it is. You can say, oh me, or oh my, or... So we live, it's not that we don't believe it, but we don't live as if it is. You might be thinking, well, Pastor Ray, who would be so simple? Who would do something like that? Well, most of us do it at some point or another. Most of us, matter of fact, I want to be honest with you, most of us do it way too frequently. Uh, every time we ignore good advice, we are living as if life is not connected. Every time we decide to uh, eat or drink something knowing that we're going to regret it, Every time we say something, we know that we're going to regret. Every time we talk ourselves out of the discipline of stewarding our bodies well, exercising. Every time we run up credit card debt. Every time you make a decision as a, as a student in junior high school or high school or college that you're going to really, really, you're going to really work hard to get some good grades. Your goal is to really get a, a really good GPA, but you absolutely refuse to study. You don't see the connection between studying and good grades. We don't see the connection between exercising and healthy dieting with good health. We don't see the connection with good financial stewardship, with succeeding financially. We just don't see it. We think, you know, we, we, but yet in our mind, we're thinking, well, yeah, absolutely. If you, if you run up more debt than what you can actually pay off, that, that's a problem. But yet we keep swiping the card or we keep ignoring the things that we are not to be ignoring. So we ask, who can be so simple? Well, all of us at some point or another. What we need to recognize in life, what I wanna share with you in, in, in talking about being well-advised, it, it's not your intention. It's not your intention that's going to get you where you want to be in life. You can have the best of intentions, but your good intentions are not going to get you to where you want to be. It's the direction. What direction is your life going right now? What decisions are you making that are pointing your life into a certain outcome, into the direction? So if you want to arrive at a certain destination, you must make certain that you are on the right path to that destination, 
not just a good intention, but to be headed in the right direction. So direction determines your destination. Direction will determine your destination. So make sure that you are on the right path. The well-advised, Proverbs 22, 3, the well-advised don't react. A wise person, a person that is well-advised does not react to what they see in their current reality. A wise person, a well-advised person will always be making decisions, reacting to what they see on the horizon. What direction is my life going into by making this choice that I'm making right now? Where is this choice going to lead me to? Now, looking up, looking down the road, seeing where the choice, this, this very moment that I make, where is it going to lead me? And if I continue to make a series of choices that are taking me in that right direction, that's because I'm well advised. But we can, have the, we can have the knowledge and we can have the wisdom, but we're not making the right choices. We're not making the right choices. We're still not going to arrive at our desired destination. So a well advised person will always react and make choices dependent on what we are seeing on the horizon. Now, for those who are accustomed to looking no further than the weekend, not looking any further than this afternoon or tomorrow or so forth, if we're not looking at the horizon, people that are well advised, that are making their decisions based on their destiny, based on what they see on the horizon, people that are well advised can many times look like prudes to the person that it's ill-advised. You think, well, they're so frugal, they're so cautious, they're so disciplined, I can't stand it. Did you ever see something that was so disciplined in life it just make you like, ugh, <laughs> just loosen up a little bit? Well, they're, they're disciplined. They're disciplined and they are arriving at their desired destinations. So a person that is well-advised many times can appear to be silly uh, because they are taking steps to avoid trouble down the road. Proverbs 22, 3, well-advised, don't react to, their, to what they see in their current circumstances. In their current circumstances, the scriptures tells us that the well-advised person foresees danger and takes precaution or takes refuge. This is our place of refuge. This is our place of transformation. It was a wise choice for you to decide to come together to worship. It's wise for you to decide to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna log in and I'm gonna participate online and I'm gonna become well advised in, in, in the word of the Lord. I'm, I'm going to learn how to make decisions based on, based on uh, what I see out there in the horizon, based on what, what my destination is. I'm gonna make decisions that are in alignment and put me in a direction that will take me to my destination. That is being well advised. And it's not just, you know, some people aren't being uh, successful in life and other people are struggling because uh, some people are lucky and others are not. There is a, a, a pattern of, of choices, a pattern of decision-making that, that we are privileged to. And as we open ourselves up to the mercy and to the grace of Almighty God, 
We don't all have the same destiny. If you're trying to reach someone else's destiny and you're comparing your destiny compared to someone else's and saying, see, it's not fair. I tried that and it didn't work for me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God's destiny for you and you having the ability to, to, uh, to come to that place of destiny that God has ordained for you. You have that ability by, by being well advised and making the proper choices, realizing that life is connected. The choice I make today is gonna affect the outcome tomorrow and on into the future, whether it be my health, my finances, my relationships, whatever it may be, they're all connected. Don't worry about appearing silly, appearing frugal, or appearing a little bit odd or overly cautious. It's called wisdom. It's called wisdom. Everyone say, it's wisdom. Amen. Someone may call you odd and just smile and say, you might think it's odd, but it's the wisdom of God. It's the wisdom of God. Now, it can be taken to, you know, you can become odd. You can be overly cautious. I'm talking about having a, being well-advised and having a good balance here as to what's going on in your life. So I, wanna, I wanted to share that with you this morning as, a, as an introduction. I wanna give, I, I, I'm going to present a question, and I'm going to give you the resources for the answer. And the question is this, because this is a question I've been asking myself. I mentioned when I opened up about as a child, always wondering, always evaluating, always just trying to discern and, and, and contrasting and comparing people's lives and what's working, what's not working. My question has always been and still is today, how can I know? if I am being well advised. There are so many voices, so many voices, so much information at our disposal today. And I'm not talking about so much, so much uh, non-Christian. I'm talking about there's so much advice, there's so much information that comes into the category of Christian, Christ-following people. But, but yet there's conflict into what different people are saying. How, can, how do I know if what I'm receiving is really good advice? And that, my friend, is a very fair question. It's a great question. Don't ever stop asking the question. Stick with it. Be persistent until you know that you know that you know that you have the word of the Lord. Just stick with it. Just stick with it. And I, when I want to have you turn to is in the book of James chapter three. Just a few, couple, a few more verses there I'm going to read and make some comment on them. Then we're going to turn you loose to start making some really, really well-advised decisions the rest of the day, the rest of the week. And we'll see you back here again next Sunday because you don't want to be categorized or tagged as a fool. And you're going to log on next week also because we know you're watching. And if you don't watch next week, you're in trouble. So James chapter 3, verse 13, true wisdom comes from God. It says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it. <laughs> if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, they're unspiritual, and demonic. So some very harsh contrast here, but it is the truth. And we need to recognize this even among the family of God. 
There's entirely too much jealousy and selfishness in the, in the kingdom of God, in the family of God. And, 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 and they try to coat it over as, as wisdom or discernment or whatever it may be. There's entirely too much boasting and lying. There's too much selfish ambition in the hearts of many Christians. And they try to cover it up and put a Christian cliches over it and, and, and whatever. We don't need to go down that road. I think you know what I'm saying. Just know that there's a, there's a sharp contrast between heaven's wisdom and earthly wisdom. And you want to be well advised, so you need to be aware of earthly wisdom that is earthly, it's sensual, and it's even demonic. You want to be aware of it so you don't start adhering to it, thinking that it's sending you down the right path toward your destination. Verse 17, here's, here's, your, here's your guardrails. For is it, how can I tell if, it, if I'm being well advised? The wisdom from above, from heaven, is first of all, it's pure. Everyone say pure. It's pure. There, there, it's, uh, it, it, you, can just, you can just trust it. it, it it's, uh, it's, there's unmixed motives in it. So first of all, it is pure. It is also peace-loving. Peace-loving. It's peaceable. There's no strife and contention with it. These are all attributes that will give you guardrails to being well-advised. And the wisdom that will advise you well is gentle at all times. It's not harsh. It's not abrasive. You'll be advised well. Not harsh, not abrasive. It's gentle at all times. And it's willing to yield to others. The wisdom from heaven. If you are being advised, well advised, you will be receiving the wisdom from heaven that's gentle at all times. And it is, it, it, there's a willingness to yield to others, a willingness to yield to others. Isn't that good news? Peace loving, gentle, and a willingness to yield. I want to back up just for a moment there. I talked about it. It's peaceful, but the word gentle, I kind of skipped over that. But the word gentle here could also be the word considered, but in context here, it is associated with the administration of justice. Think about gentleness and consideration in the administration of justice. It suggests a person who does not abuse his position of his or her position of power, but remains calm, remains sober and true to the highest ideals of such a position. Even though you may have been promoted to a position of authority over, uh, you, you, you have been elevated to a position of authority, you have subordinates under you, you are still a very gentle and considerate person. That is a well-advised person. Then the willingness to yield. This is, an in, this is an intuitive person. A person that is willing to yield is an intuitive person who recognizes the truth when heard and willingly receives this instruction. Notice you are willing to, re, you are willing to be uh, advised well, to receive, uh, to receive advice, to receive wisdom. You are quick to yield to it. I can look back too many times in my life where people have tried to give me the wisdom to, to well advise me, and in a, a streak of stubbornness, I resisted it. I wasn't willing to yield to it. I needed, to, I needed some time to process it, to weigh it out, or, or, or to scope it, just to check it out for myself. And looking back, it's like, no, I should have received that wisdom uh, immediately. I would be 
farther down the path towards my destiny. But the good news is, is God in his mercy and in his grace, he can make up for lost time. If you, uh, if you make that heart change and you begin to yield yourself, first of all, to the voice of the Spirit of God, whether it's coming directly from heaven, the Holy Spirit speaking to you directly, or he's speaking to you through other people within the body of Christ. You receive instruction well, willingly receive. You, you are open to being well advised. A person who is gentle and reasonable will, will be your, your friend and you will be always open and in a position of, whether you are in a position of authority or in, of subservience, you are willing to yield to the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God doesn't always have to come right from heaven, right directly to you. And, it, and God uses the body of Christ. And if you're in a position of authority over you, that doesn't mean you can't receive from subordinates. You're willing to yield when it's the wisdom of God. Parents, your children may have the wisdom that you're looking for. You like that, son, huh? You like that, right? All right, I saw you look at your dad and smile. <laughs> I told you, dad, I told you. <laughs> Amen. But there's times when, the, when the, the next generation has the wisdom that the current generation needs. Now the next generation, the younger people, the next generation to me, don't get all proud and arrogant about that because one day you're gonna be my generation, it's gonna be another generation thinking about how stupid you are. <laughs> so you make sure that you continue to be well advised. You're, 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 we're going through this together. And so we receive from higher, from, from older, we receive from younger. We can receive from people in, in positions of authority. We can receive from subordinates. We can receive because we have the wisdom of God and we are well advised. And so thank God that it's always willing to yield. One more note on the willing to yield. We're going to backtrack onto this in next week or the following week. But here's one of the, just a note that I want you to make. Willing to yield. In Proverbs 3, 5 tells us to not lean on our own understanding, but to trust in the Lord or to lean onto the Lord or yield to the Lord's wisdom. And he will direct your path, plural, the path that you're on determines your destination. And so it's not only the wisdom of God, it's not only knowing the scriptures and being able to recite scriptures, and it's not, it's not your regular church attendance, and it's not all the other traditional churchy, religious type things that you may have been uh, programmed with. It's the path that you're on is going to determine your direction. And if you're on, if you're here this morning and you're on the wrong path, you're being well advised to admit it. I'm going down a wrong road. I'm making some wrong choices. And I'm gonna submit to the promptings of the Lord and I'm gonna change direction because my direction is, determines my destiny. We'll come back to that. So the wisdom of God, how, how can you know? How, how can you know it is the wisdom of God? The guardrails for you to know that is that you're willing to yield. Number five, it's, uh, it's full of mercy. It's always merciful, merciful. Number six, there's no favoritism in it. No favoritism in it. There's singularity of purpose. It, it's uh, just, just know that the wisdom of God always is uh, 
for you. And then number seven is that the wisdom of God, to be well advised, you will, you will always know, it will always have that characteristic of uh, it's always sincere. Always has your best interest at heart. It is, it is never setting you up to take advantage of you. And that, my friend, if you will, if you will make note of that, and, and especially verse 17 there, on, on the wisdom that is from above, that it's pure, peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and good deeds, shows no favoritism, and is always sincere. If you will always run the advice that's coming to you, run it through that filter of verse 17. And if it passes the test of verse 17, then accept it, yield to it. Make the course correction. Admit that, hey, I'm on a wrong path here financially. I'm making some bad choices and I'm just getting in a deeper hole. Admit it that I'm making some bad choices here concerning relationships. I'm making some bad choices here concerning my future. I'm making decisions today that are really gonna mess me up. They're not gonna get me there. Just be willing to admit that and receive the advice of the, of the Spirit of the Lord and choose the right path. He wants to lead you down every path, amen? God loves you. He wants the very best for you. And the very first path that God wants to lead us on is down the path of eternal life by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you have never made that decision, if you never received that advice, never yielded to the advice of surrendering your life to God by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to just take a moment right now and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. We're going to pray together here at the church. And if you never prayed a prayer of receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, as the forgiver of your sin, as the one that has come to give us life and to give us life abundantly, I want you to go ahead and, and pray this prayer together with us. You're watching online. You pray this also. And, and Jesus Christ, he's your forgiver. And he's coming into your life as Lord of your life and as a leader of your life. And he's going to lead you down the good path, and life will be good from this day forward. So let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your abundant love, your grace and mercy. I choose today to confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Thank you for giving me a new direction a bright future of eternal life. I purpose from this day on to walk with you, to serve you, and to worship you as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you if you prayed that for the very first time. We are so excited for you. We have some books in the back there called Next Steps. They're on that same table as the offering bucket is on back there. Just avail yourself to one of those books. And if you've been watching us online and you prayed that, please make a connection with us on the internet there. We'd, be, we'd love to, to hear from you as well. So praise God. We love you. God bless you. Have a terrific rest of the day and consider yourself well advised. And we'll see you next Sunday morning. Love you lots. God bless you.